Y'all don't judge. <laughs> I'm not techie. Um, first of all, I need to ask you guys a question. Who's a new agent in here? Let me see y'all's hands. How many new agents? Okay. How many brokers? Two brokers, that's it. Three? Four. I know you are back there, Fabian. Uh, how many team leaders are in here? Okay. Does anyone own their own independent brokerage? One. Two. Three. <laughs> Y'all must have alligator arms. I got to put, like, put them up high. I didn't see them. Okay, so we're going to focus on, um, I believe, I believe our industry is changing and has been changing for the last several years, especially since COVID. If you guys notice, like the gap between the haves and the have-nots is huge, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So I'm a big believer, and you got to pay attention to who you're paying attention to. So y'all need to pay attention to these guys because they're killing it, and they're going to give you guys a lot of pointers, and we're going to hopefully steer you guys in the right direction if you don't know what you're doing. And if you're looking for new ways to implement and grow your business, we're going to help you out there. So I want to start. I know Taylor introduced them, but I don't retain things very well. So I want them to let us know, A, their names again, where they are, how long they've been in the business, and their sales volume for 2021. Richard, I remembered your name. Thank you. Hi, I'm Richard Ray. Uh, I'm with Douglas Elliman. Uh, we're actually a New York-based firm. A lot of times people know us from Million Dollar Listing New York, Million Dollar Listing LA. So I go to a lot of listing appointments and they're like, hey, use the folks that do that. And I was like, yeah, I'm not on that show, but you know, that's us. So, um, but we have uh, 120 offices across the US and over 7,000 agents. So uh, we're new to Texas though. They've just been here two years. So I've been with them for those two years. Uh, this past year just closed out the year with uh, just under $33 million and sales, and that was right at 50 uh, transactions. So uh, that's, that's how that comes. And then I've been in the business, I'm actually entering my 18th year. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but uh, 18 years. It was a third career for me. Uh, I was a corporate controller uh, in my past. I have an accounting degree, things like that. So I really kind of did the 180 and thought, you know what, I'm gonna delve into real estate. You know, uh, commission only, <laughs> little savings, uh, but anyway, it's hopefully it's worked out uh, well so far. So, what part of town? Um, so we're located actually in uh, at San Felipe and Kirby. Uh, they're in the old River Oaks Bank building, um, and we're actually moving all the the agents are moving down to that Arrive complex, which is right at Kirby and Westheimer. But uh, basically, the I I cast a wide net. Uh, I basically do everything inside the Beltway, and then because I live. Uh, close to Meyerland on the southwest side. I also do a lot of things down in Siena Plantation, uh, League City. I go just down the Gulf Freeway, you know, because it's easy for me. It's quick. Um, but I, that's pretty much the, the areas that I stay in. So, How about you? At the end. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Kevin King, Remax One. I am at, uh, where am I? El Canteen, I hope you all are here too, so good to see you. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit of a jokester, so uh, have to bear with me, just, just a little bit. Um, Remax One, Mont Bellevue, Texas. Does everyone know where Mount, I'm sorry, Mont Bellevue, Texas is? Okay, east, east of Baytown, down I-10. So um, I got into real estate 2011. Uh, 
mentor Holly Jackson is here, love her to death, and uh, um, known Holly for a long time. But my background came from um, did some flips over the years before I received my license, but. I was in the hair industry for 30 plus years and actually still do it part time. But um, that's one thing that you, know, you can't cut out of your life sometimes. But uh, <laughs> 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 got to have it. So, you know, and one reason I, I decided to get my license was, um, you know, working with realtors over the years, it seems like they were always working for themselves. They, you know, they, they cared more about them and their commission than what was best for you. So being from the customer service industry, it's like, you know what, you know, this is something I would love to do. Um, it's one of the largest financial um, decisions that someone's going to make in their life. So, you know, it, it, it's more important to think of them and what's best for them and, and help them and, you know, think outside the box. So that, that's something that I, I really enjoy is, is helping others. So, um, sales volume. Sales volume. Okay. Sales volume last year was just right under twenty-six million dollars. Uh, Seventy-eight transactions last year, and I'm sure I'm like everyone else in the room. If you had told me two years ago that 2021 was going to be as good as it was, you go, ah, there's no way. Not with the COVID and everything else going on, but. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in a great area, you know, the Houston area, um, you know, great brokerage. We have great team support, everyone in our office. If, if uh, you need anything at all, whether it be, uh, you know, older uh, realtors that's been in the business for a long time, newer realtors, you know, we're, we're all in this together. And I think that's one thing that uh, we all need to remember, <laughs> you know, whether you're this or been doing this a long time, you know what, we're all in this together. Do either one of you run a team, or are you both independent? I, I'm no, it's just me. I, I do have an assistant, so that's the one thing that's changed. Uh, I guess about year three, you know, the paperwork and back agent and emails and contracts that I, I did hire an assistant to help with that. Yeah, I've actually always just it's just been myself, but luckily I have a fantastic assistant, uh, Jenny. She's here today too. And uh, couldn't do it without her. Uh, but um, Douglas Hellman is big on the team concept, and they're trying to encourage all of us to kind of go that direction. But I honestly have never really checked into that, and uh, most of the time I'm just trying to keep myself on track, you know. So uh, I've just stayed, you know, independent. Okay, so the National Association of Realtors put out their statistics for year 2020. They put out the numbers. So the income for your average real estate agent, and this is on a national level, has been declining. So a few years ago, it was $43,000 a year. Now, in the, at the end of 2020, it was 39000 So I don't know about you guys, but that's something I would never accept and be able to live on. Um, I've never lived on that. And so my belief is that if you don't get laser focused on, on what you need to be doing in your business, that's going to be you guys or less. Because like I said, the gap is getting really big. So for these guys to do that kind of volume, they're independent, both of them. Let me talk about, I'm a big believer in mindset and how you start your day. So Richard, let's start with you. Talk about what time you get up and what does your morning routine look like? Okay. Well, th this has always been a contentious thing for me. But, um, you know, I start my day at 4 a.m. Uh, I'm fortunate to be able to, to get up at 4 a.m., uh, but I'd better be in bed by 9, 9.30-ish at the latest, you know, so I'm not a, a big partier at night or whatever. In the morning? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it, but it works for me. What, what I've found, what happened early on in my career was, you know, I would uh, be working all day or whatever, and then maybe try to meet buddies at the gym, you know, after five o'clock and all this stuff, and it just never, it never, I never could. The day never ended. You know how it is with, with us. I mean, people get a piece of you, and it just goes on and on and on. So I was like, man, man what am I going to do? Because I was getting upset and not happy. So I thought, you know, I've got to get ahead of it. I've got to get ahead of this thing. So I start my day at 4 a.m. and get my stuff done. Bill paying, you know, emails, things like that. Try to get a lot of things out before 8, 8.30 when all of a sudden the phone starts ringing. There's, everybody wants a piece of you. you got things to do and stuff like that. So that's what works well for me. Not necessarily going to work for everybody, but uh, I do believe in, I'm a huge believer in a structure. So what I try to do is define my day on my terms starting and then find my day at the end of the day and ending. So then in between with fires, you know, I take the highest fire first and you just go down from there. Uh, it doesn't matter. I can handle all that stuff. But, but I choose when I start my day and I choose, you know, when I finally end it. So that's what's worked for me. Um, and, I, and I'm pretty consistent seven days a week, actually, because as you all know, real estate is every day of the week. It doesn't stop, you know, Monday through Friday and stuff. So um, that's, I mean, truly, that's what's been good for me, just to get that routine down and just automatically do it, and then it works out okay. How about you? <laughs> well, you're slacking because I get up at 3.59 every morning. <laughs> so. <laughs> I get up at 3.45, so y'all are both slacking. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, my day starts out, you know, thank God I wake up on the right side of the dirt to have another day, especially <laughs> with everything going on. But um, usually, you know, 5.30, 6 a.m., whatever time the dog licks me in the face and says, hey, it's time to feed me. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, you know, every day is different. Uh, I'd like to say that I'm structured in a way where, hey, every single day is going to go this way, which, as you know, in real estate, it does not. You know, you may have plans for the day, but you know what? They get changed, <laughs> like, really fast. It's like a roller coaster. You get turned upside down, and sometimes it's like, you know, where am I? What am I doing? But uh, the most important thing is to always put first things first. You know, the biggest fire, put it out first. You know, something else going on. You know, what is the most important thing to accomplish for the day? And, uh, you know, make sure you stay focused and keep that in mind. And, um, you know, you, you have to be a, a multitasker. Um, you know, you have to be able to, you know, do five things at once sometimes. And, uh, you know, and just pray <laughs> that all five things work out the, <laughs> the way they're supposed to, which, you know, that's a fantasy. But, hey, <laughs> it's okay to have fantasies. Okay, um, I follow a lot of mentors and coaches and all that, and I believe in coaching for sure. Um, one of my coaches told me before, in order to be successful, you'd have to define, like, build your perfect life, build a life on purpose. Like, what do you want that to look like? And then reverse engineer it. So what time do you want to get up? What time do you want to start working? What time do you want to end your day? What do you want that to look like? So for you guys, I've, I've listened to you all talk about putting out fires I work a very regimented schedule, like my calendar dictates everything. Do you use a calendar, and how regimented is that calendar? What is, or when are you lead gen? When are you going on appointments? What does that look like? Well, I'll tell you, yeah, we, we live and die by that Outlook 365, you know, calendar. Um, it's like the Bible. I mean, everything goes on there, and, and every day it's already planned out because, you know, you get things 
uh, inspections pop up, different things, and you've got to have it all planned out. So, so I'm a huge believer in doing that. And then I also I'm kind of an old fashioned. I do like a to do this, you know, manually every single day. And I have a journal, and I write down what happens during the day, who I called, who called me, you know, what's this new email address, whatever. And then I just keep, you know, then I'll file that away, and I start a new book, a new spiral binder. I you know, file that away. But what's great is I can go back and see what happened on that day. What was going on, and what what am I? What was I up to? And when did they call me? Oh yeah, there's their number. I didn't. I forgot to write it anywhere else. So, um, I, I, for me, I have to be very regimented and very, you know, to do task oriented. And again, we live and die by that calendar. If it's on there, you know, that space is taken. So, Kevin. Ditto. It's weak. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's it's very true. Uh, you know, you, you have to know what you're going to do and, and when you're going to do it. And I I keep a, a spiral notebook. Also, All my issue is I can't read my notes sometimes. But uh, <laughs> uh, but that that is a very good idea because you know someone you know may call you and say hey you know I talked to you two weeks ago and we discussed this and then you're like man, did I talk to them two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. But uh, just keeping track of, you know, what you're doing, where you're, where you're going, and, and what you've done, you know, is, is very, very important. You have to keep, you know, good records, good notes, emails, text messages. You know, as, as you know, you've got to have that, that trail to uh, not only protect you, but to, to help you remember what you're supposed to do and, and where you're going. So in the real estate world, like you've heard them talking about putting out fires, we're always in reactive mode. I mean, the moment you are opening your eyes, something's coming at you. There's some, someone saying something that you're not going to like. Someone's, you're going to read something that you're not going to like. You're going to see something. So I'm a big believer in not, my phone's my alarm, and it gets me up in the morning, and then I don't look at it again. I don't want anything to do with it. i got to get my mind right before I do anything. I, feed, I believe in feeding your mind, body, and soul before you even go anywhere near people. And so I want to talk to you guys a little bit about social media. I know it's a, it's a distraction for a lot of people, and if you're not self-disciplined, it'll take you down that rabbit hole with you guys. What is your morning start? I know we talked about what time you get up, but how active are you on social media? Is that the first thing you go to? What does that look like? Do you avoid it? What do you do? Well, uh, well I was one of the, the late bloomers for Facebook um, because uh, I remember it came out and, you know, people were doing stuff and finally clients really said to me, Richard, you need to get on Facebook, you know, you're missing out. So I finally got on because I was like, great, one more thing I got to do every day, you know. Um, but it's actually turned out to be a really good deal. I've had uh, listings come up through there. I've had buyers definitely come up through there. Uh, now Instagram, of course, is important. So now you get to be on Instagram and you got to be on Facebook um, and probably other sites I'm not even on now. But um, I've had someone in the past who, who kind of managed it for me, which is a, is a good thing to do if you can sort of outsource it. Uh, that's what was working best for me just because it was already just crazy busy. Uh, but now I'm back to doing it myself, so I don't post as much as I probably should and as often, but I'm trying to get better at that because people do respond to that. It's, you know, I remember when we first came out, a lot of people thought it was just a fad and like, ah, it'll go away. It's not really for professional real estate or whatever. Well, it, it is. I mean, it's for everybody. You don't exist if you're not on social media. You know, that's part of the problem. So, and I still know agents who actually own their own brokerages and who are not anywhere on Facebook or, or Instagram or anything like that. I don't know how they do it. But, um, but yeah, I enjoy doing it. I wish I had more time to do, 
more of it. And so I've thought about maybe getting, hiring a professional who could maybe help me with that in the future. Uh -uh. How about you, Kevin? Are you on it first thing in the morning? First thing in the morning. Uh, usually I go to the computer, uh, get on HAR, um, see what's new on the market, you know, what's, what's going on. If I have clients looking for something in particular, uh, you know, try to find them something. Uh, that's first thing in the morning, you know, and then from there, whatever's on my calendar, if I need to add something, you know, a showing or, you know, call a client, uh, that's, that's what I do. So um, that's the first thing I do in the morning after a cup of coffee. Are you active on social media? Not, no, not, not as much as I should be. I'm, I'm not tech savvy. I need to be more active, and that's one of my goals for this year. So they tell you with social media, because you have to be doing it if you're going to be growing your business or you're going to be irrelevant. And once you become irrelevant, it doesn't matter anymore. So with social media, they tell you you can get overwhelmed, and you can. I mean, there's rabbit holes, and you, next thing you know, you're liking everybody's stuff, and you're not even doing anything about posting real estate stuff. And so you're really supposed to pick three pillars and then go deep with those. LinkedIn is a big one, like if you're trying to establish a professional appearance, professional relationships, if you do recruiting, it's a really big avenue for that. You can engage yourself with professionals because most people on LinkedIn are business owners. Um, Facebook, you've got to be on Facebook. You should have a personal page. You should have a business page. We, um, in our organization, we run about 17 business pages on top of my personal page. We do have a social media guy that manages um, my personal page, uh, most of our business pages, he manages operations uh, personal page. He manages a lot of stuff because you got to have it. You got to be on there constantly, and he is. Um, we do do Instagram as well. The the secret to Instagram is you need to have a creator account. So you all can look at your and this here's a pro tip for you guys. Y'all can pull up your Instagram account and you need to go into the settings and go to the account and you'll be able to look at what kind of an account you have. Most of y'all probably have a personal account and if you do that's not what you want if you do have a personal account people aren't seeing your stuff you're not going to get as many uh, followers you're not getting as, getting in as many recognition so you want to make sure you either have an, a business account or a creator account on Instagram and pick your pillars like TikTok's a big thing right now TikTok is huge I have a TikTok account I've never posted one thing our guy, he's, he created it for me, and I, I haven't messed with it because it's like, that's another rabbit hole i got to try to figure out. So I'm not there, but we're going to find someone that's going to run it for us. But because people are using it. And so it's like if you know where people are, y'all got to go there. So I think it's super important that you do those things. And so for us, we go huge on Facebook. That's where we do everything. We're highly engaged on Facebook. All of our agents are. Instagram. Not so much. I mean, I'll throw something on there once a day. You're supposed to post three to five times a day. I'll throw something on there once a day. Axel runs it the rest of the time, so I have no idea what's running on there the rest of the time. And then, of course, I'm on LinkedIn a little bit during the day. And then YouTube. So you guys all need to have a YouTube channel. I want to talk to y'all about that. Are y'all using YouTube? Um, I do have a YouTube channel, and we've used that for uh, videos, you know, videos for new listings, um, uh, walkthroughs on on houses that I've got listed, things like that. So yeah, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, I am on uh, TikTok too, but again, I've never used it either. So uh, I'm just there looking at what everybody else is doing. But um, and as you know too, there's yeah, it, there is. Well, and, and like she said, you have to be careful. Like in the morning, man, I mean, you get on there and all of a sudden you look and you're like, oh my God, I've spent you know all this time in this thing. So um, so you you kind of want to keep everything in perspective if you can, but. It is obviously really good to be on there. So. 
Kevin, any of that mean anything to you? <laughs> I have some Tic Tacs, but no Tic Tac. So. <laughs> uh, now, again, that's, that's a goal for this year. So I'm sitting here thinking, God, I only did 26 million last year. Look if I had all this stuff, you know. So um, that, that, that's something that, again, listen to smarter people to my left. You know, they're. Ah, <laughs> they, they know. <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. They, they know what they're talking about. So YouTube, you guys, if y'all aren't using YouTube, you need to be. That's the second search engine. There's Google and there's YouTube. That's all people are going to. And before they meet with you, either before they meet with you or after they meet with you, they've already looked you up on Google and they've looked you up on Facebook. So if you're posting stupid crap on Facebook, stop. If you have bad reviews, find someone that can remove them. Just do whatever you can because I swear that's where people are going to find you and that's how they're going to rate you. No matter, you know, you only get one shot at a first impression. You can't redo that. So they're looking you guys up. Make sure everything that you do on social media is professional. Let's talk about lead gen because I know with if there's new agents out here, that's like one of your biggest things. It's like, how do I get my business going? How do I start my business? How did you start your business? Well, um, when I started, so that would have been, you know, like 17 years ago or so, um, I mean, I was just flat new. I was new to Houston also, so I didn't have this, you know, lineage, lineage here, you know, like friends from high school or whatever and things like that. So I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I actually started holding open houses for, you know, other people in my office that had listings because I just started. I didn't have anything. And so uh, literally that is how I started my business was, uh, the key, I think, a lot of times is not necessarily who you know, but who knows you. And so the key is get out there in front of as many people you can and have them meet you and let them know you. So literally, I, I didn't have listings, and people would, would come in, and then they you know, didn't have an agent, or they'd say, hey, can you show me these properties? And uh, literally, that is how I started my business. I, I've actually never cold call in my life. Wow. I, I don't even know how you do it. Um, but I started through uh, open houses. Uh, and so, uh, you know, a very successful person told me early on uh, that what they did was they did two uh, each Sunday. So for probably the past 15 years, you know, every Sunday, pretty much, I do a 12 to 2 and a 3 to 5. And when I first got in the business, everybody said, no, no Richard, 2 to 4, that's, that's the time for open houses. And I got to thinking, yeah, but if they want to see the house, they're probably going to come when you tell them you can see the house. So... Plus, I thought, then you only do one a Sunday, and what a waste of my time and you know, everyone's time. So uh, consistently, I'll do 12 to 2 and 3 to 5, 12 to 2, 3 to 5. So I double the number of people that meet me every Sunday. Uh, I actually make two of my sellers happy now rather than just one. And then my assistant, she also does the same thing. So we can, we can have up to four open houses every Sunday. And then, of course, you know, we're listening to people who come in. We might want to send them to another open house we have open because maybe they want a smaller house, lower price point, things like that. Uh, but that truly, and I, I've done that consistently all these years. And I still have people today who will say, God, you do your own open houses? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the listing agent. Of course I do. And I think that's one trap you can get into as you get more successful. I think is sometimes you pull back and you, you say, well, I'll do a lot of more fun things, and then I'll get my weekends back. But what I believe in is you, you've got to constantly keep that out there in front of the new people. You know, you can't sit back and rely on these people who move every two or three years. You know, hopefully you've got somebody like that. I've got a few. But then they, you know, they die out. So you've got to constantly be meeting new people, 
having new experiences, having them write your name down, get your card in front of them, uh, things like that. And mostly, I like to do it on open houses because those are somewhat warm leads, right? They're out there. They're looking at a house, you know. Uh, so I think that has, al I've always thought, well, that was my, my cold calling, I guess you could say. Uh, and hopefully I was getting a warmer lead than I would if I just flat cold call somebody. So with open houses, did you do the 10, 10, 20 method? 10 to the right, 10 to the left, 20 across the street? Um, no. Okay, so there's a formula to open houses. You should. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So the open houses, your goal, of course, when you do an open house, whether it's your own or somebody else's, is to get more listings, to talk to more sellers. Sellers bring buyers. So I know buyer lead gen is great, but that's they're weak. You really want to be talking to sellers. That's where the gold is. That's where the money is. That's where you can just be banking on stuff. That's when you can get a steady flow of buyer leads. So get as many open houses as you can. Go do them for other people. And then you do, and we usually do them on Thursday. Door knock, you door knock. Thursday is your best time, typically. People are more relaxed. It shows that Thursdays are, or people are kind of in the groove because Friday's tomorrow. A lot of times they're drinking. So you usually do it between like four and six, seven at the latest. You door knock, you invite them to your open house. You do 10 doors to the right, 10 doors to the left, 20 across the street. And you go there with the flyer, of course, with your image on it, all your branding on it, whether it's your listing or not. You can do that as long as it's within your brokerage. You can do that. And you go and invite them to your open house, especially right now when we have no inventory whatsoever. You're going there, and they may ask you, well, why are you inviting me to this open house? Clearly, I have a house. And your answer is always, perhaps you know someone that is looking. We have no inventory. I want you to have the first rights at this house. They typically, A, didn't, never thought of it like that, so they appreciate that. And then they come and talk to you oftentimes, and that's your goal. And then, of course, following up with them, thanking them for coming to your open house. Which house do you live in? Then sending them a thank you card. It's that follow-up. It's that consistency. It's working uh, smarter, not harder. Kevin, how about you with your, your open houses and stuff? Well, that's a great idea. That way they get to possibly pick their neighbor, yes. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh yeah, I do have a friend. Hey, they would like to live in the neighborhood. That's that's, that's great. So open houses in in our area. Um, yeah, you you may have two people show up. You might have no people show up uh, from marketing standpoint. But this is this is something that's uh, you know great information for everyone, especially new agents. Uh, I do have agents call me occasionally, say, hey, you know, you have this new listing, can I do an open house for you? So I say, oh, well, that's, that's great. Um, but I agree with Richard that, you know, whenever it's, it's your listing and, and your clients, you know, maybe you should do the first open house yourself. And then, you know, depending on the turnout, if, you know, another one the next week or something, you can say, hey, I, I have another agent that's pulling, you know, we'll do as many open houses as, as you uh, would, would like. So um, what really got me into the business, like I said earlier, I, I knew quite a bit of people and I had a, a great clientele in my previous life. So, that, uh, you know, getting out there, basically, you know, being seen, you know, being in the community, uh, being in whether it's the chamber or, you know, pilot club or, or something to where people can actually see you and know what you're doing, know that you're a part of the community, giving back to the community. Um, I think that was, was very helpful for myself and would, would help a lot of the, the new agents just to, you know, 
get out there and, and, and be seen. Yeah, you have to be seen. The more people you talk to, the more homes you're going to sell. When I moved into a new area and was getting my broker's license, I joined the chamber. I joined every nonprofit that I cared about and just started volunteering so I could be around other business owners. So definitely, whether you're new, seasoned, or whatever, y'all need to be doing that for sure. Um, as far as lead gen goes, I, I believe everybody, clearly they have very successful businesses and you can build a business a lot of different ways. It's consistency is your biggest thing with success. With us, I've, I'm, I'm like one and done. I'm type A all the way. I'm just never stopping. And so I've always been like cold calling, buying leads, all that kind of stuff. And that's how um, we run a large team. And so that's how we run. We run that kind of operation. And so we're very regimented. Our, our mornings start at 8.30. We do a daily huddle. And we're on till 8.45. It's on a Zoom. And it's all of us. And you better be dressed, ready for work, video on. Because video is the way of the future. If you're not doing video, you're going to become irrelevant. That All the stats show that so y'all need to be doing that we do lead gen best time to lead gen is 9 to 11 in the morning and it's cold calling in our office or follow-up calls and then our appointments should be from one o'clock on in the afternoon try to end your day at seven you know for me I end my day when I go to bed and that's may not be till 12 but that's me that's because I'm different but I think everybody should have balance in your life for lead gen I believe when you follow up with people they need to go into a CRM you have to then what's the point in following up with people if you're not using a CRM with us because we run a large team we're using Sierra interactive it's expensive but it's amazing but if I was an individual agent and any of you guys I would just follow up boss because it's amazing are you using a CRM and if so what yes we uh, at Douglas Hillman we actually have our own proprietary system so so that's that's what uh, I've been using now but I've used other systems in the past top producer you know things like that um, prior to uh, coming to Douglas Elliman, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it's very important that the follow-up, you're exactly right, is, is what's super important because uh, if you've touched them once, that's really not enough. You want to, you know, be their friend, you want to give them information, tell them about new listings, you know, uh, constantly doing something like that. Uh, one thing that you mentioned too as far as joining an organization, I know we always say that and everybody's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do something. But even if it's you know the SPCA or like you said some nonprofit that's near your heart, I remember I joined this nonprofit. Thought okay I'll be on the board. You know it was kind of neat. Um, but I met all these other people who were like way you know their income level was way higher than mine and stuff. But you know kind of got to know them and things like that. Ended up selling two or three of them houses over like a five year period. So you know you never know what's going to happen. And uh, but I enjoyed what I did too every single day that we were. We were doing it, so it kind of had just an extra bonus. So. Kevin, are you using a CRM? Yes, ma'am. Um, booze. Not booze. Not, not that kind of lead gin and tonic. But <laughs> booze is, is, is what we use. Um, anybody heard of booze? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I thought everybody used or heard of booze. <laughs> but... So uh, it is very important to uh, keep contact with your clients. Um, you know, something that you know, we've been told many a times and we, we take for granted. It's like, okay, you know, you have a client, you help them out, you sell them a home. Five years later, you see, oh my goodness, they listed their house, you know, and you know, it's like, you know, why didn't they call me? And you know, there, there's different things that, that happens. You know, they, you know, friend got into the business or, or something. But, you know, the thing of it is, if, if you don't keep in contact with them, they, they do forget you. 
So, you know, it, it's a good idea to, you know, send emails and, you know, Christmas cards, birthday cards. Um, the one thing that we try to do is, you know, get information, you know, whenever we, we have a listing or meet a client, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, um, you know, whether it be um, filing their um, homestead exemption, something like that. So just, you know, every, you know, three or four months, you know, remind them, hey, I'm still here. If, if there's anything you need, you know, get in, in touch with me. You know, be, be visual and be present. So with follow-up, again, we spend money on lead gen and, and on our team, so we are big in follow-up. But when you look at numbers, like the average agent only follows up with somebody one, maybe two times, and you're never going to catch them like that. It shows, all stats show that you got to follow up eight to 11 times, and it's usually the eighth, ninth, or tenth time that you actually catch them. So we have an inside sales department. And so our inside sales agents are the ones making a lot of these calls. We use virtual assistants too. Are you guys using any outsourcing like that, virtual assistants or inside sales associates? Um, yeah, we don't have any inside sales associates at Douglas Element. They are, we are doing a virtual, um, actually, um, property desk or whatever, where you call to make appointments or you send emails and things like that. Uh, so that's been kind of a neat experiment. Uh, I'm, I'm still not sure it's working really good, but um, so that's their first foray into like a virtual assistant or virtual, um, you know, uh, department uh, versus having one here on the ground that you can touch and feel and things like that. But um, I, I think it's the wave of the future. I mean, it'll, it's certainly going to catch on more and more. So. Kevin? Uh, my assistant does all of that. Sometimes I wish she was virtual, but hey, it's, it's all right. <laughs> Let's talk about Zillow for a minute. Um, again, they've been in business for a long time, and it's hard. Like when I got started in real estate, um, I didn't have anybody to help me. I pretty much just had to figure it out on my own and did everything and spent money I shouldn't have and saw every shiny object out there and thought I had to have it, and you can all do that. Zillow is a source of a lot of people's revenue, though. I mean, it, it, it does work. depends how much money you want to spend because Zillow sells these zip codes, and if you only have a little bit of that zip code, you better be quick to that phone, and most of the times people aren't. We do use Zillow currently in our office, um, but we're going to discontinue it because we're not getting a good return on it. Have you ever used Zillow, and if not, why? Uh, no, I've, I've actually never used Zillow. Um, I've never bought a lead either. I've never uh, done anything like that, um, good or bad. You know, I basically don't really have the manpower probably to do uh, a lot of that. So, uh, but I've, I know of a lot of people that are on Zillow and a lot of people that, that follow that. Um, what we've always found though is, you know, I, a lot of times I get sellers, you know, to go to a listing appointment and they start out like, well, Zillow says my house is worth this, you know. So, um, you know, there is a kind of a constant battle to say, well, you know, I'm not sure how their algorithm works, uh, but perhaps in Knoxville, Tennessee, it works really well. In Houston, it doesn't always work that well. Uh, so, you know, we kind of, I get them back to the real comps, you know, the real uh, things in their neighborhood of what they're selling for and stuff. So, but no, I've, I know that they, they've done all that and I constantly get sales calls about it, uh, but I've actually never used it. Same me. Um, I have used Homelight. Is anyone familiar, or is anyone familiar with Homelight? Um, and I'm getting ready to drop them because you 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 do get a phone call. It's a 25% referral fee, which that, that that's fine. But nine times out of ten, you know, they're the client is actually looking to for for them to buy their home. 
Um, they, they really don't want to list, they don't really want to talk to a realtor, but um, that's the only, um, you know, company that I've dealt with. Never have dealt with Zillow, Zillow. get phone calls. Uh, hey, Kevin, there's this house for sale, and, and this happened, you know, more so a few years ago. So I, I would go to HAR, look it up. I go, oh, yeah, that one sold like nine months ago. Well, no, it didn't. It's, it's for sale. Zillow, Zillow says it is. <laughs> So um, that's that's the uh, yeah classic issues that I have with them are you know misinformation, um, you know and, and I feel you know since we are in the business that um, you know our our comps you know we can of course do better comps instead of them listening to their neighbor. Well, my neighbor said he sold his house for da 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 da. It's like well no I looked it up and he didn't sell it for this amount. So um, never never had any dealings with with Zillow. Um, I believe the more you can get yourself out there in your name, especially for free, the, the better off it is. Again, because everybody's going to Google and everybody's going to Facebook to look you up. So Zillow is free for you just to go to create an account on. So if you don't have a Zillow Premier Agent account, create one. Go get one. It doesn't cost you anything. They'll call you and try to sell you leads. Don't buy them. But have that free account. Go on Zillow. Be relevant on Zillow. You can. Go on Realtor.com. Yes, they're the same, but you have to go create different accounts. Go on uh, Referral Exchange. That's one not many people know about. If you've never applied for a Referral Exchange account, do. It's free. It's another lead gen source. There's a lot of companies out there now that are trying to create platforms like Kevin was talking about where Homelight is one of them as well. We have accounts on all of them. So they'll send you referrals and our, our phone goes off all day long. With referrals, you have a second to grab them because they're going out to who, who knows how many agents. Sometimes it's a 35% referral fee. Sometimes it's 25. Who cares? I mean, I would give somebody 35% of money anytime to make money. I mean, come on, you guys spend money to make money. So referral exchange is one that no one really knows about. We use it a lot in our office you can oftentimes get a lot of seller leads from that which are golden uh, another one that we use is op city so if you don't have an op city account create an op city account and torchlight so go on all of those platforms all of those are going to do 25 to 35 percent referral fees the some of the leads suck it's a numbers game and again it's it, like with showing partners if you guys use a showing partner or something it's just a way to get the more people you can get doing business and you're just getting a little bit of that and a little bit of that, A, you get more time, but you also make more money. Everything in real estate is relationships and numbers. So let's talk about relationships and like we do a lot of client appreciation events in our office. How are you maintaining your relationships with your clients? Uh, well, for me, it's been mostly through um, direct mail and things like that, you know, always keeping them on a, a list. And uh, it's funny, one of the things that I've had the most successful with, and they, the feedback I get is good, is recipe cards. I mean, who, who would have thought? Um, but, you know, especially with the pandemic, which came on, and a lot of people were spending more time at home, and they were having to cook for themselves and do things like that. Uh, it's funny how that, that really seemed to make a big impact over the past couple of years. So uh, that's, that's been effective. But um, we'll try to do, you know, you want to do client appreciation parties too every now and then and things like that just to uh, let them know, you know, you're thinking about them. Uh, but yeah, I spend, I spend probably 30, 35,000 a year on direct mail, mostly direct mail campaigns, things like that. Many times, you know, you'll hear, well, direct mail is dead. Nobody's doing that. Everybody's on the computer. Everything's about, you know, digital platforms and stuff. And I think that's true, but for a certain segment of the population and, and luxury 
owners and things like that. In particular, I think that direct mail can still have an impact for them. So, um, you know, we're all just trying different things, trying to see what works and, and touch people at the right uh, point and things like that. So, hold up, Kevin. Talk about direct mail again for a minute. What are you using? Like, what are you sending? Give them examples. Like, what companies? What are, What are you finding that's working? Um, well, it, for me, it's mostly, of course, uh, listed and solds and things like that. So, you know, new homes that I've listed, homes that we've sold. Um, we actually have a we have a department who does a lot of deep dive into market um, numbers and reports and things like that. That's one thing Douglas Sullivan's known for. They do like this quarterly report, which is extensive about each city that we're in. And so that's something you know I can send out to them, which is really good stuff, and it, tell, it gives them good numbers. Uh, it's pretty detailed sometimes, but then they'll call me and ask me to go over with them, things like that. But um, what we try to do is, if we can, be you know very information-driven. We want to be the ones who are giving them information that that they need or that we think they need, uh, and that they might use. And if you can become known as that information source, the person that that's you know giving the good information and knows what's happening on a consistent basis, I think that that helps you um, you know tenfold as far as people go. Kevin. So good information coming from you instead of hearing it on Facebook, right? From some <laughs> misinformation. So um, basically what we do is what I said earlier with the, uh, the emails, uh, birthday cards, Christmas cards, anniversary cards, you know, just reaching out you know, personally to a client, you know, text message or phone call. Um, I guess I'm a little more old school. I'd, I'd rather rather call them or send them a text, um, you know, just say, hey, how's, how's it going? How you doing? How's everything? How's the family? Um, you know, if, if you can just kind of block out maybe, you know, two hours once a week, you know, have a list of your, your, your clients and, and just, you know, reach out to them, you know, show them that, hey, you care just because they bought a house from you, you know, you're not done with them. You still care about them and you know a lot of our clients become just like family and sometimes we like them better than some of our family and you know <laughs> have them to you know Christmas events you know different things or if they're struggling you know just you know take them something you know make them feel better make them feel special all right we're gonna take a quick phone break who says that during the middle of a class like this pull out your cell phone Mike, come on down and introduce Mike, the owner of uh, Studio Wood Cantina, who's nice enough to let us in his house today. So um, go on Google, please, to Studio Wood Cantina, or Maps, however you want to find it, because your tracking location services will put you right here. But go to Google or Maps, type in Studio Wood Cantina. It's going to pop up. It'll pop up right away. We're going to you know, give them a big shout-out and a five-star review. I did it last night. Complimented your fajitas, sir. They're amazing. His food is fantastic. It's high quality. It's, you're going to enjoy lunch. You're going to enjoy lunch. And he's got a preset, ready-to-go menu for you guys. He's about to explain how it's uh, going to go down. And, uh, and then we're going to go down as soon as this is over and have lunch at 1130. So... Um, with that being said, please, I know you're trying to do the Google five-star thing, but um, actually I'll ask you to clap for him in a minute. Just do the five-star, click five stars, Mike's going to explain lunch, and then, um, yeah, we'll give him a round of applause here in a minute. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, yes, we'd love to have you all downstairs for lunch after this. Um, got some preset menus here, uh, real easy pricing. Um, there's really only 
one menu item here that requires a choice, which is the Mexican bowl. You can kind of do it as a salad or do it as a regular bowl. Uh, everything else is kind of straightforward. So we just need your name uh, there. I'm going to start everything on this side, just kind of work its way this way. I'll collect these. That will get us a jump start downstairs. Uh, and then when you come down, you'll just seat, seat as you want to. The server will come around and put your table number on where you end up seating. seating and then we'll uh, get you this back to you uh, with a receipt so we can run your card and real respectful order was time get in and out quickly. Uh, if you dine with us today, then we'll give you a, a, be a $10 gift card coming back to you. So this is, it's almost free. I mean, you see some of these items. So, uh, yes. Thank you guys, and we'll see you downstairs. Cool deal. Give him a bigger hand than that. That was, that was awesome. There's like 70 of y'all times 10. But yeah, seriously, uh, networking lunch is what it's all about. You know, this is fantastic information, but you know, the best way you can say thank you is to stay and have lunch and uh, get to know everybody other than who's on your right and on your left. And um, with that being said, we'll pass it back over to these guys. We got, we got some more good stuff in store for you guys, and then I'll see you guys at lunch at 1130. Got you got, you got one. Okay, I want to go back to direct mail for a second um, before I forget. So with us, we do direct mail too. Um, you got to do everything. To be growing your business, you got to be everywhere. You got to be on social media. You got to be on the phones. You got to be at events. You got to be, you have to do it all. I mean, you do. This is what we do. So in our office, we use the company called Corefax, C-O-R-E-F-A-C-T-S, Corefax.com. That's who we use for postcards. They, y'all, I've done, I've used Prospects Plus. I've used them all. In my opinion, it's the best company. They have the best postcards. We have, we had them create our own uh, templates. They'll do that for you as well. Um, and then it's a simple plug and play. You go in there, we do just listed, just sold. We don't waste our time on anything else. Really, especially the just sold, because that's all people care about. They know when it's listed, but they want to see that it just sold. And so, we, but we do both, just listed and just sold. We don't do under contract. But with Corfax, you want to do uh, the version that you want to pick, the front side, and you want to keep it super simple. We just do the best image of the property, a little bit of bullet points about the property, but on the back side is what matters. On the back side, it's going to have a map. It's a geo map. And on this map, it's going to have a special little code that they can enter to get their home evaluation. And they do. You, with every listing, we'll get anywhere from 5 to 15 that will come back because you'll get an email with who, rec who wants their home evaluation. You'll get their email address and their home address. Sometimes you won't always get their phone number. If you don't get their phone number, you go to truepeoplesearch.com, and that's how you find them, T-R-U. Truepeoplesearch.com, that's how you find your people, and that's how you follow up with them. Your second place that you're going to go to find them is on Cole Realty Resource, which is what we use in our office, C-O-L-E. It is a paid platform. We pay for it. I believe you got to spend money to make money, like I've said. But in that thing is gold. I mean, you can find listings. You can find, it tells you when people bought their home. It tells you how much equity they have in their home. It tells you their phone number, their email address, and their address. So y'all need to look that up and spend the money. Go in on it with somebody. Find somebody you can partner up with and go in on it. If it's $1,100 a year, y'all split it and use just one user ID. It's super simple. You know, you got to think smarter in this business because otherwise you're going to have $200 here, $1,000 here. It's like you'll be making no profit. So you have to be real aware of that. Um, with, with email marketing and you guys, are, do you have yours on direct mail campaigns going out or are you doing it like one at a time? Um, yeah, again, through uh, company software, we do have uh, emails that go out. Uh, same type of thing with things that are happening. Um, 
current events, um, you know, solds, you know, homes that have sold, things like that. So we do try to keep up a constant, you know, email uh, marketing campaign too. So, Kevin, Facebook. So uh, recently listed, recently sold. Um, information on, you know, like, you know, the freeze, you know, pets, pipes, you know, things like that, just to remind people and also to let them know what's going on with the market. He's mentioned Facebook a lot, and we do use Facebook a lot, too. There's a platform that you guys all should buy. I, I believe in platforms. I believe the more you can automate stuff, the better off you'll be, especially if it's not that expensive. So one of the informational sources that we use is Keeping Current Matters. So you just go to keepingcurrentmatters.com. It's super cheap. I think it's 35 bucks a month. But you can link all of your social media accounts to it, and it'll auto-post for you. It does a monthly market report. It gives you all kinds of information. You can customize it. You can brand it. You can do whatever you want, but the more you can deliver informational stuff to people, the consumer, the better off you'll be. And on Facebook, when you're doing lead gen, you should be doing lead gen two to three hours a day, every single day, or you're not going to be doing real estate. And so they tell you when you're doing lead gen, well, pick what you want to do. If you're going to do two hours on Monday and you're going to do all two hours of Facebook, well, be intentional. Like, get on there and, like Kevin said, put informational stuff out there. Comment, though. The more you comment, um, don't just like their stuff. That doesn't mean anything. Likes don't matter anymore at all. Facebook doesn't give a crap about likes. Facebook cares about comments. They want to see people engaging with each other. So you got to take that extra time to comment. If somebody said, you know, their dog died or so they just had to put their dog down or something, get on there and comment. Comment, but be sincere. I mean, don't be like trying to get out a client out of it, but be sincere. Like, talk to them. Engage. We send private messages a lot. We send video messages a lot. I'm sorry about your dog or someone just graduated. Congratulations on your daughter's graduation. Be relationship building. Like that's going to be one of your biggest things to build a business. I have several agents that are with me that have built their business um, in mom's clubs. Like one of my agents, she belongs to, she has elementary age kids and she plays bunco for one. So that's a wine thing and they love that. And so she, they always talk about real estate. The other thing she joined is a coffee group for moms at the school. It showed they do coffee once a week. And then she joined a wine group for these same moms. So she literally goes and drinks coffee once a week and wine and she's selling houses. She does nothing else but work with these groups. So be real intentional about you, how you, you perform and who you get engaged with. Let's talk about mistakes. Trisha, real quick, what was the yeah. name of that tool that you said? Keeping Current Matters. Keeping Current Matters. It was one of them. Okay, I don't know if y'all heard that. We're, you know, I'm rattling off stuff. Yeah, Sorry, y'all. Yeah, but, but I haven't heard that platform. So. Yeah, keepingcurrentmatters.com. Cole Realty Resource, C-O-L-E. That is Keeping Current Matters. Yeah, and, and y'all, we'll stop and ask questions. Tell me when we need to get to that so that y'all can ask. But I think m mistakes are like the biggest thing because, again, everyone gets, especially if you're new, they get your name. Everybody gets your name. They know you're new. They're going to start blasting you with stuff. Spend this. It's only $500. This is only $200. The next thing you know, you've spent $2,000. You got nothing. So talk about mistakes. What were some of the mistakes you wish you wouldn't have done and you would help them? Uh, mistakes as far as advertising or things you've done or growing um, let's see, mistakes, mistakes. Well, you know, what, what I was always down on myself about is, you know, you just, you've got to keep doing more. I mean, <laughs> that was uh, the thing. You know, each day I'm, I'm always trying to think, what am I doing that's closest, the closest thing to the dollar, okay? Uh, when I'm doing this or when I'm doing that, is that getting me closer to the dollar? Because we can all get really distracted and doing a lot of other things. So 
And when we're in business for ourselves, you know, that's you, it's up to you to help motivate yourself to get going. So um, the mistakes, probably some mistakes I've made is not getting back to someone as quickly as I probably should have. Um, so I, I made a couple of those mistakes early on and then found out that, okay, it's really all about speed. When somebody sends you a note or asks you about your listing or wants a little more information, they, they really want it now. I mean, they expect it right away. Um, I remember a friend of mine when he was, he's, in a, he's an engineer, but you know, when texting became more popular, he was like, uh, yeah, no, this guy texted me the other day and I'll probably text him back you know, in the next couple of days. I was like, oh my God, Peter, that means they want to know now. When they text you, that means it's that important. You need to text right away. So, uh, but in engineering, sometimes it's different. But uh, in our business, yeah, I, I definitely have lost, I think, some deals or some opportunities because uh, in the beginning, I just wasn't getting back to people as quickly as I should. And so I really tried to step up on that. And now every time uh, I get a lead or something comes through, I try to act on it as quickly as I can, even if I'm in the car or something like that, and uh, let them know that's how much I care about their business and what they're asking me because I, I go back to them very quickly. Because remember, if you don't, there's like 30,000 other agents that will. So um, uh, that would probably be the, the biggest thing for me. Kevin. I agree with Richard. I, I think, you know, when we first start out, we, we don't realize the urgency that most people have <laughs> or expect. Um, you know, you get a phone call or a text, and, you know, you may be driving down the road, you may be doing something else. Um, you know, you forget, you know, whenever you get to where you're going, doing something else, and two days later, it's like, oh, and I forgot to call that person back. You call them back, and, you know, it's too late. Like I said, you know, everybody is... You know, with, with modern technology, it's a, I want it yesterday. You know, I, I don't want it right now, I wanted it yesterday. So, you know, the most important thing to do and to remember is to be punctual. Um, everyone's time is important. I know us as agents sometimes if, you know, we're supposed to show a house at two o'clock and they show up at 2.30, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, it, it kind of, you know, runs behind. But ev every, everyone's time is, is very important. Uh, getting back with them fast, is is key to being successful um, there's some agents that you know their recordings say you know you, you reached my voicemail I work Monday through Friday 8 to 5 if you reach me on the weekend you know please get a hold of me on Monday which you know if, if that's what they want that's fine but I'm sure all of us you know we answer a phone at 6 in the morning and at 12 midnight you know we, we get phone calls and and, um, you know, we may not like it, but, you know, that is a part of our business and, and taking care of the clients. And, uh, you know, that's when they may have the question or they may think about, you know, getting a hold of you. So um, lost opportunities kind of the same way. <clears throat> Follow up with, with your clients. You know, if you go to a listing appointment and uh, they're like, well, yeah, I'm not really ready to list right now or, you know, um, I just wanted to kind of see, you know, what the market was doing, what my house is worth, um, you know, get back with them in a week or two um, and say, hey, you know, I just want to touch back with you and, and continue to do that because I have lost listings and, you know, I may call them six months later. Oh, I already sold them about something else. It's like, really? You know, you didn't call me? Well, you know, I didn't hear back from you. It's like, well, I didn't know you were supposed to hear back from me. So, you know, a lot of times we assume things a certain way 
and we, we shouldn't ever assume because you know everyone is different, everyone thinks different, everybody has different ideas. So definitely follow up. On that note of the following up, like the time frame, for one, no one's ever going to tell you the truth. So if they tell you to call them back in six months, call them in three. Cut it in half. Whatever they tell you, cut it in half. If they say, I'll be ready in six weeks, call them in three. Do everything, just cut it in half. Just do, disregard everything that they say. And then when you do call, you can be like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you said three weeks. And just conversations. It's always conversations. I um, am a big reader. I believe in reading every day. I don't know what you guys are, but I think, think we should, like, give you guys, like, what are we reading right now? Like, what, what are some of the things that matter in your life? So there's three books that are, like, on the top three that I believe. And I just finished one of them. It's probably one of the best books I've ever read. And that's called The Gap and the Gain. You all should read that um, twice. It's, it's an amazing book. Um, one of the books that I read many years ago when I was, went through a dark period um, was called The Power of Positive Thinking by Napoleon Hill. It's amazing. You should read that again multiple times. And then there's another one called The Energy Bus. That book, like, I didn't even want to put it down. I just wanted to keep going. It was just, it was very positive. The whole book was. So what some books, Richard, that you could give them that they should be reading? Well, of course, I'm one of those guys. Uh, I'm not a reader. Um, yeah, I, I devour things on the internet, you know, and business and, you know, Wall Street Journal and business-related things and all, I look at all those articles and stuff, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a book reader. It's weird. I, I never have been, really, since I was a kid. Um, but I like information, and, I, and I've always felt like, uh, one thing that's always stuck in my head was I never wanted to be sitting in front of, of a hiring authority or, in this case, in someone, you know, who's going to sell their house or they're trying to list it. I never wanted to be sitting in front of them, and they said, hey, did you hear about that oil embargo, you know, in Iraq or something like that? So I do devour each morning, you know, all the information I can from the Houston Chronicle and the Wall Street Journal, things like that, so I sort of know what's going on worldly, you know, uh, so that I don't put myself in that spot where someone asks me something and I don't know about it, I don't know what to say, I don't know how to respond. Um, but if they ask me about a book I've read, <laughs> Yep, I'm, I'm going to have to say I haven't really read much lately. So. It's okay. Kevin? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Good job. Me too. <laughs> I'm not much of a reader either. Um, internet, news, newspaper, current events. Um, you know, plus, also, when, when you're dealing with clientele, I mean, we deal with... You know, magnitude of, of people with different uh, lifestyles, jobs. I always try to find out a little bit about the client and do a little research, at least have something that I can talk to them about. Um, so you don't go like, oh, I never heard of that, uh, which helps a lot. But as far as books, I, I think I did read a book once. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, the seven habits of highly effective people. I mean, that to me that that kind of turned my thought process around because um, you know, so many times we're reactive instead of being proactive. You know, something happens, we react instead of thinking, okay, well, how can I turn this negative into a positive? You know, make a situation a win-win for everyone. You know, not just for you, but you know, your client. Um, you know, in, in the whole uh, deposits and withdrawals, you know, if, if we think of about a bank account, uh, you know, if you don't put money in your account, you write a check, guess what? You know, it's, it's going to bounce all over the place. Same way with relationships and clients. I mean, 
you, you have to make deposits with those clients because sooner or later, or even in relationship, you're gonna have a, a withdrawal. And if you don't have enough deposits in that account, you know, it, it's not gonna save you. So um, if, if you haven't read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and if you have kids, they have for teenagers also, that's, that's great for teenagers. Hey, I got one for you real quick. Um, never lose a customer again. It's probably my biggest uh, give to this group. I picked it up on Audible last week. I was done by Thursday. I started it on Monday. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Never lose a customer again. So many gems in there. I give it a 10 out of 10. Pastor menu's down towards the bar. Mike's waiting on him. He's got to take him to the uh, kitchen. So please use your neighbor. Pass him down. Thank you so much. Ready? Yeah, well, we're about to do Q&A, too, by the way. Get your questions ready, because I'm about to walk around when you have a question, and, um, you know, just let us know. For the panelists, for Trisha, for Kevin, for Richard, you know, we're not done yet. we still got 24 minutes left of Q&A, and uh, so be thinking about that. If anybody, do you want to start that right now? Yeah, no. I got a okay. couple more things. couple more questions, <laughs> and then Q&A is coming at you. All right. Okay, you guys, I'm a big believer in coaching and having mentors. They've changed my life. I've, I've been paying attention to people for years. I believe the more you can pay attention to successful people, the better off your life will be. So I do have a coach, but, you know, nowadays with YouTube, it, you can pretty much get free coaching. So coaching usually runs at least, if we're a good coach, at least $1,000 a month. So if you're not in a position where you can spend that, then get on YouTube. Tom Ferry, if y'all aren't following Tom Ferry, you should. The guy's a genius about video marketing, how to, to do lead gen. He is amazing. If you can afford a Tom Ferry coach, they're also about $1,000 a month. Use Tom Ferry. Um, Michael Reese is my personal friend and mentor. Jay Kinder. Grant Cardone, I've been following for years. If you aren't following Grant Cardone, you need to be because that's all about living in abundance. He tells you, you know, like I believe you can spend, you should spend your last dollar marketing. You should even go into the whole marketing because it's all about trying to just get your name everywhere. So we're big believers in following those people. I watch a lot of podcasts. Face to Face is another podcast that I watch a lot. I follow Gary V. He cusses like a sailor, but the dude does, he's, he's for real. Like y'all need to, they're, and, and on YouTube, you can create playlists. And so they're all on my playlist. So every morning while I'm getting ready, I'm listening to these people every single day. I'm not listening to music. I'm getting my mind right every single day. That puts you in like beast mode so you can get out there. And then Coach Michael Burt is actually who's my personal coach right now. Um, and he is, I'm watching him on YouTube. He's on YouTube every day. And he, again, is, is someone that just goes deep into your soul. How about you, Richard? Are, are you doing any of that, looking at any mentors? And if so, who? Um, no, I'm actually, I'm not. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> Where do you go? Yeah, I, uh, man, I, I, I feel like I'm not doing anything compared to Trisha, you know. It's like, ah, how am I even here today? You know, it's like, um, no, we, uh, through, uh, through Douglas Elliman, uh, they do have some coaches, you know, and things like that you can, can tap into and stuff. And, uh, I've known people who've used, coach, used coaches and, and swear by it, and, and it was a great program for them and things like that. Um, but I just, I personally have never done that. I, you know, I'm usually just trying to keep up with what, what's going on for me, and I, I don't make the time uh, that I probably should to maybe do some, something like that, coaching and stuff. But um, I try to stay as self-motivated as I can, and I, I devour the news, so I'm always, you know, into that type of thing. So, but not much coaching. I'm scared, Kevin. <laughs> You're gonna say the same. <laughs> uh, same. 
Ditto. <laughs> I quit. Uh, um, yeah, I, I do look at some of Tom Ferry and Brian Buffina, um, you know, some of, of, of their stuff. And I think for myself and our office, I mean, in our broker, we have great training. We have coaches within. And um, part of my philosophy is if, if you can't motivate and coach yourself and you know what you need to do and um, yeah, that's that's my my background. So, all right, you guys, we're gonna open up for Q and A. Taylor's ready. What y'all got? I'm ready to go. Doug, you just got back from Mexico. You got a question yet, man? Go ahead. We can hear you. Okay, so um, we collaborate with a lot of high people that are doing 1,000-plus transactions a year. Um, Paul's operations with me. We go to every event that they do, and it's all about keeping it simple. So they got a two-page business plan, and that's what we use, and it's the EOS model, EOS. If you go to EOS, is it EOS.com, I think is where it is? Go there. It's free. They'll, of course, they're going to contact you and want to sell you coaching, but you don't need to. You can download all their stuff, and literally, you can do your whole plan and, and everything in like four hours and stay to that. It talks about living in a 90-day world. It talks about your big rocks. It talks about planning your one-year, three-year, and 10-year, and then that's it. Follow the system. It's, it's about living your best life and living your life on purpose and creating that perfect life. How about you? Uh, well, again, through uh, Douglas Holloman, we have extensive online training and uh, coaching. Uh, I mean, again, you know, we've got over 7,000 agents, so there's tons of stuff you can go into a training module and do those things. And so it does have a lot for um, budgeting, for uh, completing your business plan for the next year, things like that. So I've used that kind of general outline many times. Uh, for me, it's a lot, a lot of times it's just about um, how can I reach more people what what else do I need to be doing uh, my board positions ending at this one nonprofit so I need to be looking for another one I need to look to see what else I want to do so it's mostly about uh, for me just keeping up those contacts again how am I going to touch as many people as I can and get them to know me uh, over the next year and how will that help me in my goals and so forth what you got Kevin same with Remax um, you know Phil fortunate and blessed that uh, Remax University training, um, you know, any anything that we need is there for us. It's just getting out there and using it. On planning, you guys, it's January, so y'all should be like planning your, your year. Go to events. I mean, COVID put a damper in events that one year when it first started, but people are hungry to be face-to-face -face with people. I mean, I'm not going to say too much about COVID other than I don't we don't pay attention to it. It doesn't hinder what we do in life. We live. And so go to as many events as you can. I relate everything to a house. If I'm going to go to an event and it's $4,000 to go to this event. I, okay, so I need to sell one house to pay for this event, basically. You look at your commission, I, or less than a quarter of a house, whatever your price point is. So it's like if I go to this one event and I walk away and I learn something that helps me sell one house, then paid for itself you got to get out of that scarcity mindset you got to get into the abundance mindset you got to set your goals and then reverse engineer it if I want to make 
$500,000 this year, then how does that look? How many buyers do I have to talk to? How many sellers do I have to talk to? Look at all of that stuff. It's all about working backwards. Sorry, guys. Next question. Uh, for you and Kevin and uh, Richard, if you want to answer, you can as well. Um, you parlay just perfectly. Hosting events. I'm Freddie Gorgeous uh, with Sylvia Celeste. We host events for Houston Young Professionals Chamber of Commerce. And um, there's different ways of looking at it. Branding, there's uh, lead generation or diving in deep. Uh, there's hosting broad events open to the public, you know, big networking event versus an intimate small event, you know, maybe a, a public restaurant or maybe at your house or like Taylor does, he does these boating trips. I really love those and, and appreciate that. Thank you, Taylor. And done by the sponsors, by the way. Um, or maybe um, low budget, going doing virtual events, uh, Facebook Live interviews, or like you said, just maybe attend a free networking event or, you know, maybe parlay up and, and pay for an event where you know you're going to meet a high net wealth individual that may need uh, a new house. So some of your thoughts on that and how do you do it and, and what recommendations would you give a new agent, since there's new agents here, and what recommendations would you give to someone that's a seasoned pro? Do all of it. <laughs> So we do everything. We do all of that. We have a podcast. We host our own events. We go to events. Um, we have, we're launching big events this year. In fact, one's tomorrow where we're flying people in, um, national people. We're spending the money. We're getting sponsors. We're collaborating. So we collaborate with a lot of high-level people. And so we're going in on things together. We believe we're better together. Um, so bettertogetherlive.com, just saying this. Threw that out there. Sorry, Taylor. That You can go there to learn more. <laughs> and so we believe that, especially as real estate, as industry is becoming so just crazy, if you're trying to do it alone, you're not going to go very far. We are better together. And so I would say if you're a new agent, get a little group. Join a group. Join a team. It's hard to do it by yourself. Real estate is a hard industry. Find a couple of people that you can, guys can collaborate with. Go to events. Create your own. Do small groups. Do lunch and learns. Go to as many events as you can possibly go to. And especially on Facebook, you can find them. I'm, we do virtual events, too, because and there's a lot of people. A, they're lazy, I believe. They don't want to show up at the event. And they want to just stay at home. And I, I don't agree with that. But we do them because we're going to cater to everybody. But, again, there's people that are scared of COVID, and that's fine, too. And so we do, when we do events, like tomorrow's event is live and virtual. So we're going to... We're going for the masses. We're not, we're never thinking small. We're thinking big. We want to be doing business in Florida. We want to be doing business in Canada. We got big targets, and I would encourage you all to, to go big. Go big, definitely. You. <laughs> well, now, everybody keep in mind, Trisha runs her own brokerage, okay? So she's, she's a broker owner, so she's, you know, doing a lot of things. Of course, I'm not doing $100 million either, so... Uh, and then Kevin and I are just agents. So what's good is we're kind of giving you two different perspectives, which I think is excellent because, you know, then everybody can get a well-rounded view. Um, but I think, again, it's sort of the same kind of thing. You've, you, everybody kind of has to find out what works for them. You know, um, I'm not the best at doing video either. I just, I don't know what the deal is, but I just don't like getting in front of the camera and things like that. So I have to force myself to do it. Uh, but, and you're going to have to push yourself to do things you don't, like to do or you might not normally do and it turns out it's not that bad but it may be that you can't do everything or you can't do all those things but find out what works for you you know whether it's the smaller events and things like that and find out how you work with people do you work better in groups you know or are you someone who if you can get a buddy or a mentor things like that will it help you along some other folks are uh, much more of a loner type of agents and they, they do just fine they, they do their thing so um I think we've got like a huge abundance of ideas 
Uh, but remember, the whole thing's about picking what works best for you, you know, uh, individually. But um, yeah, we we do um, you know all of those things, big and small events. Uh, my firm, we we fly people in too from uh, California. It's funny in Texas, we're under the Western region, uh, so you know we've always had tons of people migrating from California anyway. So it's kind of ironic that that's that's where we're uh, our big guys are, but. Um, you know, yeah, just keep, keep keep up the pace, keep doing things. Uh, and you're right, you know, in January, what's weird about January is a lot of times I've always felt like, you know, the end of the year comes, you know, homestead exemption, you're, you're pushing all kinds of things. January happens and you're like, oh my God, it's like I'll never sell a house again. You know, it's so dead, you know. Uh, but uh, at least for me this year, it's it's actually been pretty busy. You know, we, we there's still low inventory, there's still a lot of buyers out there. So, what I'm hoping is that's a good omen, that's a good sign that 2022 is going to be pretty good. And I think there's going to be plenty of business for all of us. Um, you definitely have to have that mentality that there's tons of business for everybody. You can't have a, a scarcity mentality. You need to have a uh, one that encompasses everything. So um, there's, you know, thank God we live in Houston, Texas, as Kevin might have mentioned, because, you know, we uh, have a robust market and things are actually going pretty well for us. Even as far as COVID numbers and things, we haven't been as affected as you know many other states in the, uh, the United States. So we we have a lot of good things going for us. So true. You've you've got to find your niche. You've got to find what works best for you. Um, like I mentioned earlier, everybody has different personalities. Um, you know, kind of tune in to who you're dealing with at the time. Um, you know, what works for one person may not work for another. I mean, you know, a lot of our our um, ladies in our office are great, you know, video, you know, Facebook, and, you know, they get out there and they do a great job, but I'm like you, I, I don't like pictures taken, I don't like being on video, but that's, that's something that I've got to get a little more comfortable with uh, because I, I do think it is, is very important to, you know, when you're in this business, you, you need to be seen by as many people as possible. They need to know what you stand for, what you do. Um, like I said, going to events or being involved in nonprofits, you know, whatever it is, you know, just be out there, show them that you truly care about the community and about your clients. I was just listening to everything you guys are saying, and I always just want to try to give you guys as much educational stuff that you can walk away from as possible and actually utilize um and so i'm just gonna i know y'all got questions too but i just want to give y'all a simple script because it's january and everybody does always ask you how's the market even when you're working open houses i don't care what you're doing they're going to ask you how the how's the market and it's a very simple answer and it's a tom ferry script and it's it and your answer is it depends are you looking to buy sell or invest because most oftentimes they're going to ask you how the market is and you're going to answer something like you know it's amazing it's on fire well first of all if they're a seller you don't want to tell them that because then they're going to think they can sell the house themselves so you always want to get them talking engaging so your script back to them when they say how's the market well that depends are you looking to buy sell or invest that starts that that conversation and then i just listened to the economic report this morning so just for you guys to know i don't know if you're new seasoned whatever but i study this stuff um intensely the normal market, Texas is normally one of the, the markets in the whole nation that does not have much appreciation. And it's always been that way. And, it, and for our Houston market, the housing appreciation usually runs like 3.4 to 3.9% per year. 
However, because of COVID and us having no inventory last year, there was a 16% appreciation, which is unheard of. So the report that came out this morning is that we're not going to have a declining market. Don't even go out there and say that, but you're not going to see 16% appreciation. Maybe, 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 maybe 5%. So when people are coming to you going, so is my home going to depreciate? No, it's not going to depreciate. Don't use that word. It's just not going to accelerate. And honestly, I wouldn't even tell them it's going to go up 5% because I don't believe that. I believe we're going to go back to our normal 3.4 to 3.9%. That's just my personal belief just because I study this stuff. But know the market. Yeah, we have no inventory. Yeah, we need inventory. But that doesn't mean that we're going to continue climbing like this. The best time to buy and sell is right now, period. More questions? More questions. Way in the back. Fabian. Coming to, coming to you, man. Come hey, y'all, if y'all don't know Fabian in the back, he's been doing this forever, too, and he's freaking awesome. He was on the cover. He's <laughs> on the cover of Houston Real Producers. Once upon a time. Thanks for being here, guys. I'd like to start with Richard and work your way to my left. Uh, the question is, what advice would you give your 20, 25, or 30-year-old self, and, and, place, and please place where you were at the time, and what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. What advice? Would yeah. You what give piece of advice would you give your twenty twenty-five-year-old, thirty-year-old self, uh -huh. and place where you were at that time? My daughter just got her roster license yesterday, so. Congratulations. She's twenty-two. She's twenty-two, so I just wanted to, you know, give some wisdom, not only in real estate but in life. Starting with you. Do whatever your dad tells you to do. <laughs> Listen to those that are older and wiser. Um, boy, that's, that's tough. Um, 20, 25, and 30. Do you remember that? <laughs> uh, you know, really, the, one of the most important things is to um, learn everything you can. You know, talk to people that have been in the business a long time find you know their ins and outs what works for them um, surround yourself with positive people um, you know that that's that's the worst thing that can happen is um, you know in this business or any business you know negativity um, you know people say well you know you're not gonna make it you're not gonna do this but you're, you're not gonna do that so reflecting back on when I was 20 years old you know people tell me you know well why are you going to do you know get into the hair business you know you know that's that's not something that um, most men do that's a, a, a ladies business um, but I ran with it you know don't listen to those that try to bring you down because you know if they're bringing you down it makes them feel better so I guess uh, the best advice would be you know don't listen to negativity, prove them wrong, show them that you're a stronger person. Um, you know, that's all I got. Well, let's see. I think one thing I would say is get into real estate as quick as you can. <laughs> um, start, you know, it's amazing. More and more young people are doing that right out of college and, and early on. And, you know, back when I started, you know, I got into this business, I was 40 years old. I was on my third career. Um, so I would say that, you know, if, if I could do it again, 
I would probably start much earlier, you know, if I could have. But back then, it's like people weren't, I guess, getting into it right out of school or whatever, you know, and things like that. Or maybe I just didn't know about it. But um, I would say definitely start as, as quick as you can because the more knowledge you get, the more experience you get, uh, people will take you seriously, more seriously now than they used to. I remember when I first got into the business, so that would have been like 18 years ago, it was dominated by women, uh, of course. And then I remember the NAR had a statistic of the average age of, of, these females age, of these female agents was 58 years old. So I think it's amazing. I don't know what the stats are now, but I'm sure it's come way down. And uh, of course, there are a lot more men in the industry than there, there used to be. So um, I just think it's, it would be a good thing to just get started as quick as you can. You know, uh, shadow your dad because uh, he's been very successful, and uh, you know, keep keep uh, keep it going quick. I bet Trisha knows the stats. Go ahead, Trisha. <laughs> I don't know the stats on that one. <laughs> I don't. But I, my son also is uh, new, to Fabian, and so he's 24, just turned 24, and he's a slayer on the phone. So that's what he started with first. Was he's inside sales? You do not have to have a real estate license to be an inside sales agent. And so it was a matter of him. We got uh, him trained, highly trained. We bought a platform for him to train on. And now he's become our director of inside sales. And he, he is telling these people what to do. He will kill it in real estate. He tests in two weeks and he's, he'll pass. And then he's going to go out and sell a million houses. But it's, he's paying attention to what he's paying attention to. He's surrounding. He got rid of all of the people in his life that maybe weren't doing the right thing. And he's surrounded himself with people that are. And he started going to different places and hanging out with different crowds. He's uh, one of my very best friends in the whole wide world. We do everything together. We tell each other everything. So, And he's like a sponge. He's constantly learning, and I'm learning from him. So I would say become her very best friend, Fabian, and, and pour into her. What training program did you buy your son? It's an ISA training program that we have. Can't disclose that. Can't disclose it. I okay. can privately. Hey, Cardone University. It's a good one. That's a good one to do. Or Grant Cardone. She was talking about Grant Cardone. I thought that's where you're going. Yep. No. You do not have to be licensed. So most of our inside sales agents, we do a lot of circle prospecting. That's just a home ownership survey. And they're calling around, number one, if you're calling around to let somebody know about a home that's just listed, you can call anybody. Even if they're not on the do not call list, you're literally just calling to give them information. If you're calling to invite them to something, whether it be an open house, whether you're doing an event, whatever it is, you also don't have to have a license and you can call anybody on the do not call list. And we're calling around finding out if they have any interest in selling their home. Do they know what the current value of their home is right now? You can be unlicensed and call as an inside sales associate. You just have to be careful with your scripts. We have all the scripts. We can do that privately too. <laughs> Guys, give it up for the panelists.